0: Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day so that you can listen to it at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. I say, me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Psalm 83, 84, and 85. 83, O oh God, do not keep silence; do not hold your peace or be still, O oh God, for behold, your enemies make an uproar those who hate you have raised their hands they lay crafty plans against your people they consult together against your treasured ones they say come let us wipe them out as a nation let the name of israel be remembered no more for they conspire with one accord against you they make a covenant um this is a psalm of asaph and asaph is really an impressive fellow because in the in the as we've talked about him repeatedly through the last, you know, 10-15 psalms. This particular Psalm 83, he goes through and now in verse 6, he starts to list really all the different nations. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Jebel, Ammon and Amalek. All of these different places, uh, the inhabitants of Tyre, Assur, you know, all these different people. You know, he's saying all these people are against us. And they really are trying to make Israel wiped from the face of the earth and no longer to be remembered God please don't let this happen you know and as we talked about yesterday after um, verse 8 he pauses in God's presence after he states the, the um, severity of the situation and something is downloaded or implanted or recalled to his mind in that pausing because he's just stated for eight verses the terrible state that Israel is in and then after he pauses it's brought forth to remembrance the, the previous victories of of the God of Israel And so he says, do to them as you did to Midian, as to Sisera and Jabin, at the river of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us take possession for ourselves of the pastures of God. Oh my God, make them a whirling dust like chaff before the wind as fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountains ablaze. So may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. There's a swelling of faith, right? It went from being downtrodden by the circumstance Which we all we all are at times, right? You know, go before the Lord and go, God. I just you know we got three bills in the mail yesterday, and one was this and one was that, and there's no money in the account, and payday is two weeks away, and you know they're threatening to, you know, kick us out of our place. They're they're threatening to turn off the power there, or you go before them and you. You say, you know, whatever your circumstance is, my my company is making cuts and laying people off, and you know, you you go you go before him, and you know, you're bringing him that, you know, that real that real things that are really happening. You know, God doesn't desire a fake relationship with us, but then after after Asaph has brought these things before the Lord, he pauses. And right there in that moment, because he's having communion with the Lord, the Lord recalls forth to his mind again the victories of old. And that's what gives him a, the faith to say, but you know what, God, this is light work for you. So go ahead and turn them into the dung of the ground, just like you did before. This is nothing but poop on the bottom of your shoe, Lord. This is nothing. You know, and and, and so... Um, you know, one thing I thought of as I was reading that is, you know, Asaph knew the stories of old. Asaph had stored in his heart a um, treasury, a a, a a concordance of God's moves. He had stored in his heart, you know, a a uh, impressive amount of history of God's movement upon his people and let me tell you there's there's a lot of power in sowing into your heart the um, significant moves of God the significant moves of God in your own life in your own generation and the significant moves of God in the previous generation the significant moves of God throughout all of history and throughout the Bible because it's it's in those moments you know the Holy Spirit is the great reminder he has the ability to Remind us, you know, to take from the back and put into the front, right? So you may have learned something when you were a child at Vacation Bible School. You know, my God is so big, so mighty, so awesome. You know, there's nothing my God cannot do. And that's been stored somewhere in the back. And in the pausing in His presence and in communion with Him, the Holy Spirit goes and finds that little file with dust on it and opens it up directly in front of your eyes. And the, and the, and then you get the faith that you need for this situation. My God is so big, so mighty, so awesome. There's nothing my God cannot do, you know. And so the more stuff that you store in you, the greater the ability God has to bring forth to the front of your mind again. And so Asaph, while he lived in a terrible time and and saw very little with his eyes in front of him, he had stored in his heart, you know, a concordance of moves. He had a whole file folder. He had an accordion folder uh, filled with everything that God had done. So that when he paused in his presence, the it was immediately the file was opened up into his mind. You know what? Do to them just as you did to Midian. As to Sisra and Jabin at the river of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground, make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes, like Zeba and Zalmuna <laughs> you know it's impressive. You know, and if we store those things in our heart, it, it'll be the same way. You know, because the, the the word says nothing, nothing, nothing is new. We're not we're not um, being tempted or tried by anything new. Nothing is new under the sun. Okay, the very same things that we're going through, other people have gone through, and so the more that I store up how God moved in. A situation where there's a lack of provision, the more faith that I can have that when I pause in His presence, it can be recalled forth to my mind. The more, uh, the more I store up times when God healed in a, in a uh, incurable situation. The more faith that I have for that. The more times that I, you know, in drought and in famine and in storms, right? You know, it, all these different situations. And so there's a power to. It reminds me of this Psalm 119. David said, "I have hidden Your word in my heart." so that i might not sin against you there's just a power in storing up testimonies and the word and decrees in your heart and then it creates a place to where god can can recall to your mind in the moments when you need it the most and that is what asaph needed more than anything here was to be reminded that god is able because god has done it before and god has that he can do it again and so uh, psalm 84 is uh, from the sons of Korah and it says, "'How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! "'My soul longs, yes, faints, for the courts of the Lord. "'My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. "'Even the sparrow finds a home, "'and the swallow a nest for herself, "'where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, "'my King and my God.'" Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. And so, you know, this is a beautiful psalm just talking about the longing that is within us for the presence of God. You know, there's there's nothing that we need um, spiritually. There's nothing our souls need more than the presence of God. In fact, we were made to never be apart from the presence of God, but because of the fallen world that we live in and because of sin and shame, we have been put into places where we have been absent of the presence of God. And when we're absent of the presence of God, we're going to find something else to try to satisfy our soul with but there is no satisfaction for the soul truly apart from the presence of God and the whole plan here is reconciliation of man and woman back to the presence of God which is ultimately what we're going to be restored to when we enter into heaven that's what makes heaven so great people always talk about heaven and you know we're gonna have a big palace what are we gonna have is grandma gonna be there is you know what are we gonna eat you know and, I, and you know these are fine questions, There's nothing wrong with these sort of things, but I'm telling, I'm telling you, heaven's about presence. The most amazing thing about heaven is going to be that my soul is finally going to have what it's always longed for. It, it, it's, it's going to have the, the oxygen that it was made to need. See here on earth, every time we get into His presence, and when we're in the house of the Lord, and when we're in worship, and when we're in, when we're in the Word, we're breathing in all this, you know, soul food, this spiritual oxygen. But then we're going back out into this sinful world, and we're holding our breath again, you know. And so th- this is how we're going to this is how we're going to live for really all of our days here on earth is learning how to take a breath as often as we can, and make it to the next breath, make it to the next breath, but there's coming a day where we're going to breathe. And that's what makes heaven so special, is it's a place where we can breathe. It's a place where we finally, our souls are finally, completely, eternally surrounded by the presence of God, as they were made to. His presence is our soul's oxygen. And so, this uh, psalmist knows that my soul longs yes faints for the courts of the lord my heart and flesh sing for joy uh though it says goes those who who know this they go from strength to strength okay P- people um people who have this understanding this is probably the greatest place of spiritual wisdom is to know how much your soul needs god's presence And that's what takes you from strength to strength, from glory to glory. From one level of holy to another level of holy. From one level of strong to another level of strong. People that know, verse 10, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Who could really say that? A day in your courts. You know, I would exchange one day. To just sit in your presence all day, Lord. To just be with you, over one thousand days, you know. Split, you know. Three hundred and thirty-three in Jamaica at the beach, three hundred and thirty-three, you know, uh, in a in a mountaintop cabin in Colorado, three hundred and thirty-three, thirty-four, at. Um, you know, all of my favorite theme parks around the world, or traveling and, and seeing all of the, the, uh, the beauty and splendor of the earth, you know, the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls. You know, who of us could really say, I'd just take the, the day with the Lord over all those other things? That is from a heart of someone who knows how, how desperate their soul is longing for God and how that none of those other things could satisfy your soul they're not sinful they're not wrong but it's his presence that i'm after we need to we need to understand that and we and and we know that it says for the lord god is a son and a shield and the lord bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those who walk up rightly so my pursuit is his presence and his pursuit is to bless me that's that's why I'm just following the the longing of my soul towards his heart. I'm not following my flesh's longing to things and possessions and promotion. I'm just following, you know, the uh, desire that I know is within my soul to be with him. And I'm never going to miss out on anything. Nobody ever misses out on anything because they're after God too much. Because being after God puts you in the prime position to where he can bestow a blessing upon you okay and there's no good thing he withholds from those who walk uprightly those who live in his presence those who seek him they they actually go from strength to strength you know and and so um, we need to be people that are longing and feigning for the courts of the Lord the presence of the Lord 85 Lord you were favorable to your land you restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation. Put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? I'm going to jump down to verse nine. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That glory may dwell in our land. That word glory there is a is a type of glory that is specifically. Uh, always uh, mentioned as a glory in the presence of god it's a special presence that is only available to god's people and 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 it says that, that that your glory may dwell that there may be a dwelling of your presence in um in our land okay that that this sort of glory has is in the hebrew is often referred to and it's as shekinah glory shekinah glory what is shekinah glory it's the glory that befalls a people a person or a land when the presence of god has been invited and is dwelling there that's shekinah glory And, and so this should be our highest goal, is that my life, that my home, that my church, that my you know my my country, would would dwell in God's presence. In that because that, that releases Shekinah glory, which is the ultimate blessing. That is getting back to Eden. That is going to heaven is the place of Shekinah glory. It's like the sun shining on wet ground with fertile soil, with seeds sown. It is what causes blessing and increase is when the glory of the Lord has been invited. And so that should be our highest goal. That's in keeping with our theme today. It should be our highest goal that we would be people who yearn for and pursue and exist in the presence of God.